Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. All right, good afternoon, everybody, all you veteran Be Real listeners out there. This is Sergeant Be Real. I'm back with you, and today I got Chaz Sampson. He is an Army vet. He's going to tell you a little bit about his transition through the Army and then what he did as he transitioned out. So, Chaz, the floor is yours, my friend. John, thank you so much for this opportunity. This is truly, truly a remarkable opportunity. One, because I get the opportunity to be with you on this on this show and yeah, really – Pay it forward to <laughs> pay it forward to those that are transitioning as well as the veterans as well. For those of you listening, like John expressed, I'm an Army veteran. I served five years in the U.S. Army. I was 92 Foxtrot Petroleum guy, you know, for fuelless lead away. Yeah. And transitioning for me, I, I'm probably one of the lucky few. Transitioning was extremely easy for me, and the reason why is because I had two plans. I had a plan to get out the Army. I had a plan to stay in, and so. Circa 2010 timeframe, right when I was about to ETS, I actually had submitted an officer candidacy school packet and I got accepted for OCS. So I was thinking to myself, I'll go back to college and finish my master's degree in time and, and then of course become an officer and so forth and, and then come back in. The dark side. And, and, Another one going to the dark. <laughs> That's all right, Chaz. Nobody hates you for that. You got to do things for yourself. <laughs> right, right. And so as, as I started looking at the numbers, I'm a big numbers guy. I got a degree in finance. I, I looked at the numbers and it, didn't, it started to make sense. And so I'm, I'm putting a lot of time in. I'm putting in 12, 14 hour days in the Army. I love the army but the time was really what was a factor for me and so i was a finance manager at a dealership i, I was moonlighting at the time i was e I was e4 i was moonlighting at a dealership i was beginning some, some pretty good some pretty good wages at the time and i just jumped off a limb i jumped off a limb and i i went into the the private sector workforce after being in the army and it was a very good successful run I did have a few transitional bumps when I got out. I had been carrying a pretty high debt load. I had two mortgages at the time. I had a couple of vehicles that I probably didn't need. I had some some really unorganized spending as well. So I, I came into some problems. Luckily enough, I did my VA claim a little early on. And so I got out around August timeframe. My VA check hit around December timeframe. And so between the months of, I would say, October, November, maybe 30 to 60 days, I had a little bit of an issue. I was late on my mortgage as well, but I was able to get back. I didn't report to my credit, luckily. But yeah, my transition was very smooth. And I think the reason why is because I took a whole two-year period to really focus on becoming a civilian or staying a soldier. So that's what really helped me out a lot. I got out and went back to college, of course, and, and yeah. went forward my career. And Chaz, I think that's, that's a huge thing because, see, you made a plan. You prepped. A lot of soldiers, and let's just be honest, a lot of soldiers just made the decision because they get pissed off at their NCO or whatever, like, oh, I'm getting out. Screw it. Right? And then they start becoming that soldier that just got that attitude about they're getting out. Right? 
So they don't set up their family or their lives for success for later. They just freaking put up with what they got to put up with until they get out. You know what I mean? It's kind of that unfortunate situation, but you had a good head, strong head on your shoulders and decided I'm going to plan to stay in and a plan to get out. And you had a great plan. If you're going to stay in OCS and becoming an officer, you know, improving your lifestyle that way and, and the opportunities for you that way was an amazing jump. You know what I mean? But it was a plan. You had a plan in place. And then the other option was having already a pretty good job on the outside moonlighting. It kind of led you to say, hey, I can just transition out pretty simple. So I'm actually pretty proud of you, man, because that's a big deal for a young soldier like you and E4, whatever, been in the Army for maybe three or four or five years, maybe, and say, hey, look, I got to have a plan both ways or I'm screwed. Right. So right. I, I applaud you, my friend, because that that is a huge deal because having a plan and having and being able to follow through on those plans and actually build out that kind of thought process is a very important thing for all you guys out there listening that are in the military right now. Listen to what Chad's telling you. Make a plan one way or the other. If you're at that at, coming up on a year, it's time to reenlist or you want to make or you're at that eight or nine year mark and you do I stay in for 20? You got to start making plans and you got to sit down with the significant other people in your life or whatever and build that out. Because what Chaz just said, that is what sets you up for failure or success is whether you got a good plan in, in place or not. So that's something to think about, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, would, I would ask that, John, is, is really starting early on. That's the real critical key is, is starting early on because I had a number of plans I wanted to do. College yeah. was always one of those things. I wanted to move up in finance as well. I thought about going into the private sector. I thought about even doing DOD contracting of, of sorts. And what I started to do, I wrote an article about this. If you're on my LinkedIn, I wrote it back in 20, I want to say 2014, 13 time frame, because I was at the Pentagon. And I started I started helping 06 and above. That was my the crowd I was around, colonels and above. I, I was teaching them how to still keep your military bearing, but apply it in corporate America. And so that was a bit of a challenge. And yeah. so I wrote an article about it, and I basically said, if you follow the plan, you, you if you follow the plan, you plan to fail. And essentially, for me, it was a lot of internal turmoil of what it is that I exactly want to do. And so I meet a lot of veterans. I meet a lot of service members. They want to, to do the world. They want to start a construction business, a real estate business. They want to have a, a medical clinic. The biggest thing is, of course, focus on one thing, be great at it, and then rinse and repeat that process. And so I had a, a good fortune to of have having good mentors that had got out, and they had said, hey, Chad, I know you want to do a lot of things. You got your hands in a lot of places. Focus on one thing that you think that you like and that you love that you actually can sustain. Be great at it. And then, of course, divvy from there. And that's what really helped me out. Yeah. And I mean, and that, I think that's the key to life is that, you know, you're going to have failures, but you're going to learn from those failures. But once you become that guy who's really great at that one thing or that, that idea of that thing, you stay focused on it. It's going to lead you to other things. It's going to allow it open other doors for you because people are going to see, damn, this guy is really good at this. So maybe we can talk to him about it and it's going to open another door. And then you can walk in that door and see what's going on. If you don't like it, you come back out the door and go right back to what you're doing. But Absolutely. yeah, you're right, Chad. I mean, I mean, having that alone is tremendously important to know that if you become an expert in your area and you become that, like, you know, when you're in the army, you know, like the army teaches us as an E5, my job is to teach my E4s to be able to take my place. That E4's job is to want to become that E5. He's got to want to, him or she, he or she got to want to become that sergeant. So you got to kind of find that middle ground and kind of say, okay, I got to teach you. You got to want it because if I'm teaching it to you and you don't want it, it's going to kind of go like, it's going to veer off and it's, I'm wasting my time and your time. Wasting time. So, you know, planning in life is the most important thing. We all know that anyway. I mean, having a plan makes everything simpler and easier because then you fall, but you could be a guy like me. Now, listen, I have plans. Look, I knew when I came in, I was doing 20 years because my dad did 20 years and I wanted to be just like my dad. And, you know, that was kind of who I was when I went in the military. 
And I didn't really have a plan per se when I got out. I just figured, hey, I retired. I have a retirement check, my disability check. You know, I'd be doing all right. You know, so I don't have to really struggle or survive. I can just kind of go. But I realized as I got closer, because I retired 2010, kind of same time from you got out. But I retired then. Okay. 20 years, six deployments. I did a whole lot of just, and I was a medic, and I saw a whole bunch of nasty stuff in my life. So I had mental issues too getting out because of all the traumas and stuff I saw and walk through soldiers and you know all that stuff. So it gave me more challenges. Some of you veterans out there, some of you soldiers out there are listening or service members out there listening, you might have had traumas in the military that are making it harder for you to keep your mental status in place. So like what Chaz is talking about, write the plan down then or type it out on it do a blog and type out a plan. Do something that's going to give you an opportunity to create a plan that you can follow and make it easier for yourself. Because if you follow your plan and those steps it's going to allow you to transition versus, you know, you're out there guessing what I should do next. What should I do now? Because right now is the time you got a year left in the military and you know, you're getting out. You better start planning. You better also start saving up. Cause like I've already told you in previous podcasts, if you don't have at least three months of, of your life ex- expenses saved up before you get out, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Cause like Chad said earlier, it took about three, four, five months for the VA stuff to kick in and blah, 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 or your whatever. It's going to take a little time. If you got some percentage duty from the VA, it doesn't just happen overnight. So you got to be prepared to financially sustain yourself or make sure you have a job before you get out. Like I had a job before I got out. I actually interviewed for my job when I was still on terminal leave and got accepted for the job. So I started a job while I was on terminal leave technically still. And I was making two paychecks for a month, about a month and a half. But you have to plan, guys. You have to make a plan. What Chad said earlier, have a couple plans. Have one to stay in. Matter of fact, all of you that are listening, if you've got three or four years left in the Army right now, you should start making a plan to stay in and a plan to stay out. Get out. Think about OCS or think about, you know, you want to go to ranger school or you want to go do whatever it is you want to do, but start making a plan for your military life if it goes on and then make a plan for your civilian life if it starts. So Chaz has the perfect aura for you to get started here. So build a plan out and then you can Absolutely. tweak that plan as you go. Right. So, I mean, that's a good thing about a plan. It can adjust, right, Chaz? You can adjust that's your plan right. based on what's coming because of what you see coming or what you get mentored. And that's the other thing, Chaz, that find a mentor, whether they're active duty mentor or they're a civilian mentor. They could be one of those old, rusty, crusty GS9 sitting in their building, your battalion S3 or some shit that was an old sergeant, NCO or whatever, could help mentor you and what's got to get ready for it. Because like, if you're looking at that, like in a GS job and you get out, you want to start talking to those guys working in those positions now so you can figure out what you got to do because that, that ain't for sure you're going to get a job either. So you got to look at all those things. Absolutely. And I, I would also add, if you, when, for those you're looking for mentors, one thing that I did, I, I have right now, I have seven different mentors. And one thing I always say is, you want to have mentors around you that make you feel a little uncomfortable, but you can trust their sound judgment. Yep. And the reason why is we sometimes find mentors that are friends of ours that think how we think, and therefore there's no real true growth. You, are you not really reaching your potential per se? And so for me, what really helped me out is having a mentor around that I did know that we had some things in common. But more importantly, having other mentors around, at least one or two more, that made me a little uncomfortable, but I trusted their sound judgment decision. Yeah, and I think that's tremendously important. So when you're out there networking and, you know, I tell soldiers here at Fort Hood all the time, hey, when you see the Clean Chamber of Commerce having a network event, go to it. Just introduce that. Hey, I'm a soldier on Fort Hood. I'm getting out. But you might meet. And I, I agree with you 1,000%, Chaz, because I have two mentors that got me. They make me so uncomfortable sometimes, but I know <laughs> they're telling me the truth. Absolutely. They got no reason not to. They're going to, they don't, they're, they're very blunt to the point. And I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. But guess what? Making me uncomfortable makes me focus on that problem a little bit more. It makes me focus more on what I want the outcome to become. So I stay focused. So you can't always surround yourself with yes men, so to speak. You got to find people out there right. that are going to challenge you and, and challenge you in a, not necessarily in a negative way, but it challenge you in a business or, or a mature way that's just going to say, hey, listen, 
you're thinking outside, you got to think outside the box on that, or you got to, you got to pull back and relook at this because you're heading down a path you don't want to go down. Cause I remember I had one mentor tell me that I said, Hey Sarge, you better slow your roll because you're about to fall into this, this cave and you ain't gonna be able to get out of it. I said, what do you mean? He said, and then he gave me the X, Y, and Z of it. I said, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. He said, see, mm-hmm. because you're going too fast. Because see, a lot of problems we have as soldiers is we put our head down and we just bang in the wall until we break the wall down. Exactly. So look and see if there's a door over this way or there's a door over that way. We just bang the wall until the, the wall breaks down. And what I've learned is I hit my head once and I go, wait a minute, that hurt. Let me look left. Let me look right. <laughs> is there a door? Shoot, this is going to hurt. And if I don't find a door, okay, then I'll bang my head until I break through. But the point is there might be a door. And that's that mentor you're talking about. That's just that guy's going to make you uncomfortable, but he's going to show you that other door. And then you can walk through the door and then get help and get assistance and do whatever you got to do. So listen to what he's saying, guys. Chaz is for real right here. Go to some networking events. Meet some people before you get out. Build some mentorships. And they don't have to be people you even like. Like, I have one mentor. I don't even like the guy. But And he don't necessarily like me. But we know we can count on each other to be honest with each other. So we'll call each other when we got a problem. And be like, hey, what do you think? He's like, well, stupid ass. You know, he'll give me the whole, you dumb ass or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But what do I do now? And then he, he, you know, we walk through it together and we figure it out. And then I'm always like, thanks, bro. And he's like, yep. And then, but, but that's about as deep as our relationship gets. But there's a relationship mm-hmm. there and it's important to me. Exactly. And that's what you guys got to understand is that you're going to, you have to, you have to get out of your comfort zone to be successful in life because you won't have enough doors open for you if you sit in that comfort zone your whole career. Like even if you're an expert at something, eventually you got to get to the point where you got to do something, you got to do something else to grow. There's got to be some growth. Exactly. So you got to open a door. You got to find a door to open and meet somebody. So I I think Chaz was leading to that too. It's about networking and meeting people in your environment that are going to make you successful. But in turn, you can help make them successful because you can give something back to them. There's a, there's a relationship. There's a give and take. And and that's the thing about I've learned too, since I got the army relationships is what makes your business successful. It's not how hard you work. It's not how smart you are. It's not how great your website is or what you sell in. It's about the relationships you build with those mentors and those other people in your environment and your community that make your business and your life strong. Because even if you're just a guy who cuts grass and you're a lawn, you know, lawn care service guy, it's all about relationships, isn't it? Because you're going to go to somebody's door and say, hey, I cut grass. I'd love to cut your grass. But you're going to have to build a relationship with that person. They're going to have to trust you to be in their yard or do whatever. Da, da, da. So Chaz is right. Think about that uncomfortable relationship you don't like, but you know it's important and keep it close to your heart because that's what's going to make your life successful, man. You know, John, you make a very valid point. Our relationships are, are very, very critical. In fact, for me, I get a number of people ask me, why do we not market or advertise our business? Now, we have a couple ads up just for brand awareness purposes, but I've built the firm. The firm I currently own is Seven Principles Corporation. Our trade name is Seven Principles Group, and I've built it entirely off relationship. When I, I was at the VA as a raider, making decisions on veterans' VA claims, and that ended up being a role that I started to be more immersed in the veteran community. And... I didn't know how much knowledge I really had that other people wanted in regards to VA disability claims. I started doing my own claim. I was at 60 when I got out, then I got to 90, and I feel not 100% permanent total. But I started helping other veterans just informally and started changing their lives. And then from there, those relationships I built while I was at the VA and then while I was also helping veterans externally, I had to leave that role because I said, I want to start a business doing this because it's definitely a, a big, it's a void, it's a need. So I left and I got a job at the Pentagon and those became my clients too. And so I built the entire business off relationships. We don't market or advertise. I've been in business now for six years. And we, we the first year I hit, a, I hit six digits. And then after that, it's been, it's been a consistent six, six figures. We just hit seven, seven figures last year in 2018. So our 20, yes, 2018, excuse me. So, yes, relation, what John is saying is very important, you guys. Relations are very important. Whether you become a CEO of an organization or entrepreneur or just working, working a job, those relations are very important because it's going to be the difference maker on how quickly and how you move up in regards to getting to your goals. Yeah, and, and I, I concur 1,000% because I don't care if you're the guy, you're the greeter at Walmart 
or you're the CEO of a business, how you build relationships impact that business. Because that greeter at Walmart, don't think for one minute that that's the first person you see when you walk into that company. And if he's a dick or he's a jerk or she's a jerk, that's going to make an impact on you for that business because they were rude to you or whatever. But if he's nice and pleasant and you love, see, uh, I know our Walmart greeter where I live. I know that dude, man. Every time I come in, I high five, we hang out, we talk for a few minutes. And, and it, it gives me the right attitude when I'm in Walmart because he's the first person I see. So it doesn't matter. It's about the relationships that that man builds for that company. Because I always tell that the general manager in there, you have to give that guy a raise, man, because I'm telling you, he keeps people coming back here because people like talking to Jay. Jay is just a good dude and everybody likes hanging out with him. So you can be the CEO of the Walmart greeter. It don't matter. It's about the relationships you build in that business frame. You can be an employee and have great relationships with people and help your business. And then hopefully that leads to promotions and things. Or you could just be the guy who runs the company and you have relationships like him. I mean, me, Chad, the same way, man. Like, I got out. I got, I think when I got out, I got 80%. And now I'm at 90. And I'm still trying to get to my 100 because I know I need, I know I qualify for 100 because I know people that got 100, they don't have half what I have. And I'm like, exactly. how did y'all get 100? You know what I'm saying? What did you do? Because I have PTSD. I got sleep apnea. I got all this stuff. What are you talking about? So, but it's a, it's a numbers game. It is. And it's, it's, it's verbiage. The way you talk to the guy, I'm like, really? I had to exactly. say that to him. That's all I had to do is say that. I would have got you. Yep. All I had to do is say right. that. Michael, like, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? So, so why did you tell me that before I went in? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm rescheduling all my stuff again. I just got mine for jump from 80 to 90 because they gave me from 50% okay. PTSD to 70. Now I'm going trying to get yeah. my, I'm trying to get 100% PTSD because I mean, my life is, I, I forget my wife's name. Sometimes I forget my kids' names. I, I can't, my wife has to tell me to take showers. I mean, all kind of crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's just because my mind is so imploded from all the trauma that I went under and saw that I'm like, I, it's hard for my mind to stay straight. That's why I have schedule. Like my, I live off my phone because I have a schedule everywhere and I can follow it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's a very big challenge for me to, to grow. So I know there's veterans out there that that service alone, what you do is huge. Cause I know I could, I could feed you people all day long and twice on Sunday. I mean, it's literally cause I, I run a nonprofit. That's my primary job. I run, a, I help with day-to-day living systems for soldiers and veterans. And I see 800 to a thousand veterans a week, literally. Yep. Yep. And I know I taught them all the time. What's your percentage rate? Oh, I get 10%. What? Come here. You Why? How? Yeah, sit down. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Let's sit down for my, my, I got an electrician in here right now repairing some of my building, putting lights in. He told me today he only got 10%. I, that dude can barely walk. Wow. Like, Bro, I, I got some people I need to talk to, man, because I, I think they need to reevaluate. When's the last time you got, oh, I haven't done anything since I got out? And I was like, I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. So, but see, because I know him, I want to help him because of that relationship I have with exactly. him. He's always helped me. Now I want to help him because he deserves it. It's not because he, right. he's owed it. He's, he deserves this. He's not owed anything. He deserves it, though, because he served and he, he did 20 years and he's beat up pretty bad and his body's paying for it now. And he deserves that. So guys like you are out there that can help him figure that out. See that relationship right now, guys. Think about that. I met Chaz through a, a Facebook group. Chaz, you talked to me to get on here. He's on the show. Now Now he's talking, telling me a little bit more about what he does. And now I'm like, oh, now I can really link up and you help Chaz build his business some, but also help some people I know that I know need Absolutely. help that he can help them with. So see where that head, how all this came to head right there and just this, just this talk. We built, we've met, now we have a relationship. Now there's a part of that that can come to the business. So for all you soldiers and airmen and s- sailors and Marines and Coast Guards and out there listening, pay attention, build relationships, be strong, make a plan. Because like Chaz said, that changed his life because he had a plan. If he wouldn't have had a plan, he probably would have stayed in because he probably have been too nervous about getting out. But he had a plan so he could roll with his plan. So there you go. You got to take the jump. You got to take the jump. Yeah, you got to walk know? off the end of the pier. Yeah, you got to walk off the end of the pier eventually. So That's right. I, I, I've taken a number of jumps you know, in life, the biggest jump I took was actually leaving the federal government. Yeah. You know, this is a very cush job. It's jobs, uh, job security to run this firm. Yeah. And, you know, this, this, just like you were saying, John, in relationship, you know, you have a gentleman that's in, in your network that needs a service and, you know, you're willing to refer them over to our firm and make sure that we take care of if you do that. 
Um, but that's what it's all about, their, their, their relationship. And so, you know, this, this business has opened my eyes up to so much. I've met, I, I want to say we're probably at 6,000 cases we've touched over the last five years or so. Uh, in private practice, and I made decisions over 3,000 when I was in the federal government. So it's been about a strong, almost plus or minus 10,000 cases that we've touched on veteran issues. And I just got finished coaching a guy right before this spot. This I was two minutes late because I had a, a guy, he's in Afghanistan. I'm coaching him for his VA exam tomorrow. And the, the this gentleman, uh, he's a retired sergeant major, did 24 years in the Army. He's at 0%. Six deployments. Six deployments. Yeah. And, and so I tell my story to veterans. I myself left $247,000 on the table because I just didn't know. I did not know. I didn't understand it until I became a Raider. And so now I've been a lot more vocal with, you know, how the VA rate cases, what is actually considered evidence that the VA wants to hear and see to get these veterans the money that they deserve. And it's certainly a passion of mine. I love doing it. Well, that... That to me, that's a whole other podcast me and you were going to have because I'm going to reach back out to you later because I'm going to have a podcast specifically about VA ratings, preparing for VA ratings when they transition out. So I'll definitely have you at the top of that list to get you on the show because you'll be able to walk people through kind of the basics of how they do all this. And that's just tremendously important because you're, like you said, a guy with 24 years in his, I have six appointments. I did 20 years. I know. I know my ass is beat up and I know I had trauma. I, I know that Sergeant Major had soldiers die over there, whether he was directly with them or not. I know he had things happening. I, you know his body broke down because 20 years ago, oh, yeah. your body breaks down. There's nothing you can do about it. All the mileage on PT and all that, just even PT alone would kill you for 20 years. Exactly. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, see, that to me is like you just opened my eyes because you, you just opened my eyes to a whole other podcast I need to have now, a whole other series about just VA benefits and how it, how it works and how have experts on like you that can talk directly about. You know, because I, I teach a lot of veterans right here how it works about, hey, if you're high, you got to go by your highest. Like me, my highest rating is 70%. So that now there's only 30% of the left. So now when I get 50% for sleep apnea, I only get 15% of that because 50% of 30 is 15. So now I'm at 85. And I try to, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's how, they, yep. that's how the VA does it. They break your body down. You start off as 100% whole, but then they take your highest rating. And if it's 70% like mine, now there's only 30% of me left. So okay. now the next rating, if it's 50%, I only get 50% of 30 because that's all that's okay. left of me as a human being. So now mm-hmm. it's 15%. puts me at 85. So that rounds up to okay. what I said. And then I got 10% for this and 10% for that. But now you're talking 10% of 15 is only 1.5. So you only exactly. go up 1.5%. So you have to have either a, a gazillion 10%ers or you got to have 100% or 90% or 50%. So that's why I tell people all the time, like my buddy's at 10% for his back. I'm like, dude, there's you got more than that. There's more than that. They didn't do it. Get your medical record. Let's go. So absolutely. So it'll be a big deal, Chad. So I mean, I'm actually super excited now because now my mind's going 100 miles an hour about the next kind of <laughs> big things for my podcast could be specifically getting soldiers ready to prepare for what the VA is going to do to them before they get absolutely. out. Absolutely. Because I know when I went, through, yeah, when I went through that transition, it was very. They looked at our records. They talked us a little bit. They filled some stuff out, and then that was it. They didn't really get into depth of the, you know, because mm-hmm. I had my ankles alone. I sprained my ankles probably 200 times in my military career. And I'm talking oh, third wow. degree level sprains. Like, like the skin was to- tearing on my ankle because it's full so big. Right. And they said, you don't get anything for that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can barely walk anymore because of it. My, my stability is all jacked up. I, but I'm right. like, all right, whatever. Cause I was so frustrated. I just wanted to get it over too. That's the other thing too. They do it while you're still on active duty and you're going throughout processing and whatever. So you're not, you're like, whatever, dude, just, ch- just check the blocks. So I just want to get done mm-hmm. so I can get out of here and get, get out of the army. So that's another and I have that whole problem in the military anyway, because they just don't put enough effort into making sure we're prepared to get out as it is. But Right. And that's a we, big so we, fault. So. What we've done is relationships again. When I was at the Pentagon, I made a lot of friends at different installations. 
And so I've worked with Fort Bragg, Fort Belvoir, mm-hmm. Fort Campbell, Fort Hood too, to a small degree. I, I don't really go south as much. I'm, I'm in the north part of the, of the yeah. country. And I'm in Fort Lewis because I served there as well. And what I've been able to do is advise veterans on how to transition out. So the first thing we do is we gather their medical records. And we actually do an extensive review, line by line, word from word, and tell the veteran exactly what each condition is and what it means monetarily. More importantly, we also advise the veteran, hey, you have the VA, the VA laws allow a one year presumptive time. So once you got the military, you have to retire, you have one year from that date to still connect into your service. What's even better, if you're still currently in the military service, you have the propensity to just walk down the street to the TMC and say, hey, my migraines have gotten worse. My knee has gotten worse. And if that language is inside those medical records, you're going to walk out 100% so, or, or at a higher rate than what you probably would have been at. And so what we've been able to do is actually partner with VFW and DAV. It's a, it's a, I would say it's more of a quiet partnership, say, to, so to yeah. speak. But they actually send veterans straight to us. We look at every stitch of the records. We document it. They go to my team of doctors as well. I sit out with them and say, hey, this is where you are, sergeant or, or colonel or lieutenant or whomever. Uh, this is where you are. And this is what it means VA-wise. Okay, if you're about to retire, I have a military retiree app. This is where you're looking at money-wise. You're looking at this based on your rank, your high three. Right. Uh, this is what you're going to get on the pension side. It's going to be taxed. And this is your VA side, which is going to be non-taxed. This is your collective amount of income per month for the rest of your life. This is very critical. So we provide that service to those that are transitioning out because we thought there's, there's just not enough guidance as you were expressing in regards to how they transition. And then we, we are now offering a little more service of headhunting of tying them into employment opportunities or helping them start a business. That's awesome, man. I mean, you guys are doing a lot. I mean, that, that's huge because I mean, I wish I had anybody like you when I was getting out to help me kind of understand that because I had enough education. I understand the VA part. Like I'm retired. So I get my retirement check and I get my VA check because I got that. I'm under that bill or whatever. But because uh, then a buddy told me about CRSC and CCTB mm-hmm. or CCDP. I'm like, I think I'm getting CCDP because I get both my checks. Well, you should apply for CRSC. And I'm like, why do they give you extra money? He goes, no, but everything you get is tax deductible or tax free or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I got like shit coming out of my retirement check. I don't want to mess with that stuff, you know, messing around switching it. So I said, nah. But I mean, those are all the conversations we can have later when we're talking about the, the whole VA stuff. So, so that's <laughs> yeah, a perfect, yeah. there's a perfect thing to this. So Chaz, right now, let's talk to our audience about, let's get a little promo for what you do, where they can go to find out about what you do and how they can get in touch with you if they need help with this situation. Because a lot of you active duty guys out there right now got, you know, you're getting ready to ETS in the next couple of months. Now might be the time to reach out to Chaz and his team about, hey, I want to make sure I was in the army for six years. I deployed a couple of times, whatever. I want to make sure I'm getting uh, what I'm due when I get out. So Chaz, let's talk to him real quick about that. Absolutely. So uh, on the web, we, we can be found at www.7principlescorp.com. That's S-E-V-N, principles, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-L-E-S, corp, C-O-R-P.com. Um, you can also text veteran to 797979. We can be reached 24-7. We have a 24-7 call operation. Um, that number is 202-999-6310. And what we do here in the firm is our bread and butter flagship program is VA claims. That's our passion. It's what we do. We don't accept every single veteran. We only can accept those that we feel we can get results for because it's just a good relationship all the way around. We make sure that we under-promise and over-deliver. We also do, we do stuff with credit as well, credit repair, business credit, more importantly on the entrepreneurial side. So we will pull your credit report and tell you where your blemishes are, help you fix that if that's an issue. That's a really big problem with a lot of entrepreneurs. Also helping understand business credit score, which is a totally different number. It's your payday score, range from zero to 100. We teach veterans about that. We teach them how to start businesses, 
whether it's the LLC, S-Corps, C-Corps, you'll speak to my attorney, you'll speak to my accountant as well, service that we offer veterans. We're trying to get to a point where we can do it for free, that we can get funding from a third party of some sort. So there is some level of a cost on the veteran for some of these services as well. Well, that's our passion. Seven principles is, is after the seven army values, because I'm army all day. Um, and that is leadership, LDRSIP. So yeah, give us a call. We're on standby 24-7. If we don't get your call, like me personally, you get put on my calendar. I have four people that manage three of my calendars. And I'm, I'm already uh, standby for any questions that anyone have in regards to this process. Yeah, and that's amazing. And listen, everybody, all this stuff will be in the link to the podcast too. Like Chaz just said, all that, his website, his phone numbers, all that stuff will be available in the in the notes section of our podcast once we release it. And if you go to our website, Chaz is going to have a whole section on there during his week, his episodes launched. It'll have a whole bunch of stuff on there to be a link into him. So I know I'm going to reach out to him after this because I'm just interested to see what he can do to help me get to where I need to be. So don't BS. And listen, guys, I'm going to tell all you soldiers out there, don't be afraid if there's a service fee involved. Not everything we're going to get in life is going to be free, all right? Chaz runs a business. He's got employees. He's got things he's got to take care of. And like you just said, if he can get a third party to throw money at it and he can make it free, he'll do it. But right now it's a business, right? So we all got to remember that to be- the best things in life are the things that you're willing to work for. And if you're willing to work for them, then you're willing to pay for them. And if you worked all your life and you did all that stuff in the military like me and I'm trying to get 100% VA disability because I deserve it and I earned it, I'm going to reach out to you. If I got to pay the man to do it, then I'll pay him because in the end, it's going to come back to me anyway because then my my VA rate's going to go up. I'm going to make more money from that, blah, blah, blah. So it all comes back, guys. I'm just telling you. So if you're listening out there, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, what he is offering, his service, is probably the most important thing I will have on this show because before you get out to know what you're due or what you're going to be owed based on your service time and your injuries and he loads to your medical records. Because right now you're on active duty. You can go to the TMC or you can go to the hospital and request your medical record on digits and they'll put it to you on a CD and they'll give it to you. Because I know I did it when I was in. I have a CD with all my medical records on it. So they can, you can mail that shit to them or copy it. And Chaz, will, his team will walk you through that. But listen up, if you're getting ready to get out, this is a, this is a no brainer for you. Reach out. Because even if you can't afford it right now, at least you know he's there and he's available later on when you can. All right. But reach out to Chaz and his team and see, because I know I'm going to, literally, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to reach out to him and schedule something personally to see if you can help me mentor me through that and get to where I need to be. So thank you, Chaz, for being on the show. We're super stoked you're here. And I'm dead serious, brother. When I get to that phase after I get through this whole transitioning part, the next group of what I was going to talk about is going to be the VA disability ratings and how they work. So you'll get another call. We'll get you on the show again. So you'll be a two-timer, a double-dipper, whatever we're going to call it. But you're going to be on again, man. (laughs) Army strong. Be there. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Like I said, check us out. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share it. Go on our uh, Apple or go on Spotify and go on there. Give us a good rating and give us a little review because that helps our podcast grow. And the more we grow, the more people can reach and get to hear this. And hopefully this stuff will help these soldiers and veterans and, and help everybody out there who's transitioning out and getting ready to go. So thanks, Josh, for being on the show, man. Thank you. It's certainly a pleasure, John. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here. Oh,